0: Fantasy Managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts preview podcast for Game Week 18. Today it's the three amigos back at it again. And I wish you could all see Reedy dancing there to the music. I could see him at the bottom of my screen. He was jamming out. It's early in the UK for him, but he's right up and ready for it today, as we all are. So Reedy, I will ask you how you doing. How are you doing, mate? Yeah,
1: all very good, mate. Enjoying that little music, little wake up sort of call for me there, if you like. And uh yeah, I'm. I'm doing very well. Sort of looking forward to to um, the next game week, albeit a very uh, depleted one. But yeah, let's we we sort of we move, don't we? How are you doing? I
2: must, must apologise, lads, because uh, I got Reedy up three hours ago at six a.m. for the uh, for the initial <laughs> the initial timing of the uh, the podcast, and then uh, I told him to go back to bed because we weren't ready for him. But, so my apologies, Reedy. I hope you feel better.
1: Yeah, do you know what? I could be doing this with one eye open. So don't you know. Get- <laughs> you are lucky really so yeah uh, yeah like i say yeah thanks thanks for checking in on me i'm i'm doing well and uh how about you fellas
0: yeah doing well mate it's uh, obviously going to be a very interesting game week so we will uh, we will we'll get into it because there's a lot to discuss this week and um obviously we will go back towards the uh, the game week uh, 17 uh, first but you know obviously As always, if you can, drop us a like and subscribe to the YouTube. All this sort of information is down below. And if you can, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify podcast, because it really does help us out and we really do appreciate it. But I'll bring up my share screen now and we can go back to the games of game week 17, albeit there wasn't as many as we thought there was going to be played. There ended up being, I think it was seven fixtures in the end, so only three got postponed. There's significantly less this week. But Jack, was there a fixture that really stood out for you? And I think I know the one which one of you two are going to pick.
2: Oh, it's got to be the obvious one, hasn't it? So it goes to Manchester City and Leeds, um, uh, two of my favorite teams, obviously, uh, Leeds and City. But yeah, City gave them a good scene, too. Seven goals in there, um, a couple of players coming back in and showing that showing what they're made of. Um, obviously, it was difficult for a lot of us fantasy managers because Bernardo Silva was the only one that didn't get on the score sheet and didn't contribute coming off at half-time. Um, definitely going to be whinging about this throughout the pod, I reckon. But um, yeah, 7-0. Kevin De Bruyne, two beautiful goals, his second one in particular. Uh, what a finish that was. And uh, we saw the return of, Cam, well, a bit of form from Jack Grealish in there as well, um, as well as a couple of defender, defensive uh, assets getting on the score sheet. And uh, Riyad Mahrez, I think, was the other one. Um, so, yeah, there was a City absolutely smashing Leeds. Uh, Leeds didn't have an answer. And it's um, that expansive football from uh, Bielsa, which, yeah, not not really helping. I'm sure he's still struggling with a few injuries as well, aren't he?
0: Yeah, they've been hit fairly hard this season, I think. But, you know, he always does come under a little bit of scrutiny, uh, you know, when they do get a, a fairly heavy defeat. I remember it was similar when, you know, your team, Man United, beat them last season, Jack. And I think, you know, it's probably a fair assessment. You know, you can't just set up the same way every single game. Otherwise, you're probably going to end up getting embarrassed, you know, like the two times that they have been by the two Manchester clubs. Isn't that right?
2: Yeah, you know, you spawn, obviously United have put a few passable over the period, I mean, first game of the season. Obviously, we uh, overhauled them then as well. And Bielsa just doesn't change. He hasn't got that plan B. And even though everyone wants attractive football and attacking football, expansive football all the time, I think you've got to be able to, uh, you know, park the bus sometimes and just uh, and stop. You know, goal difference is going to be a massive one, especially if Leeds are finding themselves down there for the season. You know, this could be um, you know, a big one for them if they, uh, you know, it doesn't go their way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good evening to you, FPL planner. Um, he's just joined in the live comments, and he said, "There, hope you're doing well. I think he had a fairly decent week, and your rank is still sitting very, very brilliant." And hello to you as well, Quentin. Uh, lovely for you two to be joining us this evening, Reedy. I think I know which game you're going to pick now that Jack's taken that one. So you might as well rip the band-aid off and uh, you know make me suffer for you know the the five or ten minutes that you want to talk about it.
1: What's that? Brighton v uh, Wolves. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, close close.
0: <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it's
1: going to be that Liverpool Newcastle game, the, the final fixture to, uh, to to finish um that sort of game week. And um it didn't fail to deliver. The usuals uh got the sort of goals and chipped in. Um you know, we saw Diego Giotta get that sort of um what I was going to say is it sort of Debatable, if you like, was should it have stood and all this sort of stuff. Similar one with the Arsenal against United. You know, um, something's happened in the box and the ref's not blue. Play, plays continued, and, and there's been a goal. So Diego Jota, and um, and then that man Mo Salah, uh, just it just just does it every week, doesn't he? You know, what can we say about the guy? We expect it now on a on a on a weekly basis for him to get an assist or a goal. So, yeah, that guy scored as well, and uh, then um, the little sort of matter of Trent Alexander Arnold popping rocket, absolutely. <laughs> I don't even know, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, razzler, then I thought, no, that's wait a minute, Dan Capolero, he'd he be kicking me for that, you know, there'd be no chance I, I could be calling it a razzler, but it was a rocket, mate, you're absolutely right, rocket, um, man. banger, whatever you want to call it, yeah, it was just unreal. Um, I mean, don't forget. That man, John Joe Shelby, former school player, he did he did chip in with a goal for Newcastle early on, which I think surprised people. Um, but the likes of Virgil van Dijk, Fabinho and uh, Curtis Jones were ruled out with uh, with COVID. So, still a good game, though. Um, I feel like it probably should have been more, to be honest with you. No offence to yourself, Al. Um, but, yeah, 3-1, nice and easy. FPL assets delivering. There we go. Uh, yeah, who's goal- who- Sorry, whose
2: who's goals better? Kevin De Bruyne, Trent, Shelby. <laughs> uh,
0: Ooh, it's not Shelby's. Shelby's can already be eliminated from, from the three. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're know you you're naming the, the calibre of players there, De Bruyne and Trent, and Shelvy's managed to sneak his way in there, which is good. But I think for me personally, I think, or oh, probably just De Bruyne's goal, I think.
1: What? Come on, it, El. It a hey, bit of bias was there, it, was wasn't, there it? Wasn't, it wasn't it? Because it was against <laughs> the if, if you look at it, right, this is not to kind of be biased myself, but you look at De Bruyne's goal, it wasn't in the top corner. It was... It was more the the speed that kind of did um, uh, Meslier or whatever, whereas Trents was more in the corner side. I mean, Mike Dean did play a part in it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, he did. He did. He did blindside the keeper um, by jumping out in front of him or out of the way or whatever. Uh, but you know, come on. What do you think, Jack? So we got one all there. What What are you going to say, Jack? Oh, the like De, Bruyne. De
2: Bruyne's was good. Oh, I did. I
1: did enjoy that.
2: Yeah, I thought yeah. Just the speed. It's just how how hard he hit it.
1: Was yeah, yeah.
2: Well, like the speed, like I said, it's. I know Trents was probably better place, but De Bruiners was, you know,
1: just so fast it was unstoppable. Trent was further out as well, though. Don't forget. Yeah. It's we're it's their own though, boys. Listen, they were both great goals. So we all have our likes and dislikes, and I think, uh, I think De Bruyne's. Listen, I can't argue that it was a top goal still. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good debate there. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: absolutely One
1: like, who agrees, top shelf from Shelby. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Come on,
0: Shelby, well, I mean, Allison know. was, you know, he had cement boots on, didn't he? Didn't even bother to dive. I think the uh, the swerve beat him. So maybe we are, we disrespecting Shelby a little bit too much there. But you know what you were saying, Reedy, about the first goal. I think you know there's a lot of expectation these days that if a player is going to go down, the ref is just going to blow the whistle. And I'm always of the belief that if it's not a head injury. know the the attacking team have always got the right to play on i know if newcastle were on a break and there was a player down i would definitely want us to keep playing unless they were severely severely hurt and you know i think
1: think what comes kind of into it l um only to touch on it briefly because we don't want to harp on about this sort of subject you know all the time but you know um when this sort of thing happens for me personally although liverpool gained the advantage and we got a goal uh, I would like to see the refs throw a bit more caution to it and actually blow up. Uh, I know that sounds boring, but listen, the ref couldn't see. He didn't know if it was a head head, head, head can't even get the words out. A head injury, I should say. But a DJ there, DJ in there, can't see. Um, yeah, head injury or not, he should really should have just blowed up, and it would have stopped this whole reviewing it after the game, analyzing it. Should he? Should he? Or shouldn't he? I just think the referees can help themselves a bit so just to say, save any you know any mistakes aggro, whatever blame the ref just blow up if it's head injury we get the medics on if it's not we move on there we go. And you
2: can see uh, Chris Reed refereeing the under-8s this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I tell you
1: what, I tell you what, though. I tell you what, boys. Uh, Three of us at times could probably do a better job than a referee does in the Prem at times. So it is very debatable. But listen, those under-8s, I'm sorry, Jack. uh, I'm busy this weekend, mate. So unfortunately, (laughs) we're going to have to organise something else.
0: (laughs) Love it. Uh, Too good. And obviously, there was that tackle on... Fraser as well from Trent Alexander-Arnold. But as you've said, Reedy, we do need to move on because we're not just here to to dissect the games. We're here to talk about the upcoming game week and how much of a shambles it's probably going to end up being. So I will go through the mini leagues ever so quickly. I'll bring the paid league standings up on the screen just now. And there's been only one change to the top three. And it's that man, Tom Stones, breaking into third. Jordy Wilson still sits in second with Donal Breslin up top. In terms of manager of the week, the paid uh, manager for game week sixteen, the, uh, the you know the eight-person playoff that we had, it did end up being that man Tom Stones. Uh, you know he got an eighty-one point haul, and he was the third manager of the week award for him this season. So you know he's already. You know, if there were trophies for these like Player of the Month, he's already got a fair big collection, you know, with that trophy from last season. And he's sitting quite nicely at the minute with a fair bit of cash in his pocket. So, uh, you know, fair play to you there, Tom. And then Daniel Nelson this week uh, for Game Week 17 manages to get himself the uh, manager of the week with 82 points. And he obviously gets that 20 Aussie dollar prize. So, you know, Jack, Tom Stones, uh, he's definitely stealing a living at the minute, isn't he? His third one of the season. You know, we're not even halfway through the season at this point.
2: That's it. You know, we're going into game week eighteen here, to the halfway point, and he's he's taken out four awards in total, adding to his trophy cabinet from last year. And um, he's he's well and truly back. Uh, he, he said he was a bit surprised uh, winning winning this week because he didn't realise he won the playoff. Uh, he obviously got a, the highest score of, of this week to take out that victory of the eight players. Uh, did Chris Reed in there as well? Um so, yeah, it was a, yeah, well done. Tom, and he is, he's smashing his arm. He's, like I said, you can't keep up with this guy. Desmond two he's in third place. He's backing, he's going, he's backing himself up from last year, you know, and that's not easy to do. So, yeah, every credit.
0: Yeah, and 73 points in this game week as well from Tom is absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, fair play to you, mate. And, you know, hopefully you don't win too many more of those awards this season. I'm sure Reedy's, uh, you know, not too happy that he's lost out. But if you're going to lose out, to anyone, it's probably going to be Tom because he is brilliant at this game. <laughs> uh, in terms of the free mini, we are in the presence of the uh, the highest ranked in the free mini then if FPL Planner is still here, which I believe he is. He still sits at the top nearly with 1,200 points. He's only six points short of that. Donal Breslin sits there in second as well and there's been a couple of changes uh, there with the sort of top Towards eight, which are all you know, fairly high scores. You know, they're both all in the you know higher end of the one thousand one hundred. So they're doing absolutely brilliant in uh, in this free mini league this season. So uh, you know, hats off to everyone there. And you know, I say it every week to FPL planner, but you've got to make sure you get yourself in that paid league for next season.
2: Hundred uh, percent, Ellen. Just on that, to get eighty eight out of this week, I was going the last game week is ridiculous. You know, he's doubled my score there. Um, you know, people in that top ten. In that free one, then I think there was only a couple of people who made it out of this into the 60s. So I think him coming out of that with 88 is absurd.
0: Yeah, it really well and truly is. In terms of the uh, the women's mini, uh, just as FPL planner says he will do there, you know, he's probably licking his lips watching this, looking at all the other scores in the paid league compared to his in the free and thinking, right, I can uh, definitely you know profit from this next season. So it'll be brilliant to see you uh, get involved with that for next season. In terms of the women's mini, uh, Thashi sits there in top with Karen Spence in second and Patricia sits there in third. And Maya has dropped out of the top three for, you know, she's been up there for quite a bit of time this season. I think she's sat in second. Quite comfortably for a fair bit, so uh, you know it's good to see. There's been a couple of changes there uh, in the women's mini league. There, so again, you know there's a lot of people in there that should be in the paid league as well. So they've got to make sure that they're getting themselves in there uh, for next season. In terms of the uh, the bonus bank and FL addicts head-to-head mini, Donal Breslin sits there in top. You know he's gone six points clear of Pizza Boy this weekend, who's sitting there in second. Um, you know, 42 points for Donau and 36 for Pizza Boy. Uh, I'm slowly slipping down the league here, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been talking myself up a little bit too much, I think. And, you know, I'm actually matching up against a couple of uh, hard opponents these days. So, you know, Ollie and Reedy. Um, Reedy's only two wins away from me and Ollie pretty much the same. So, you know, do you, do you fancy yourself to catch me this season, Reedy, in this league?
1: Well, I've said it a few times, mate. You were sat there, you know, near the top or end of the table gloating away, you know, looking down on us, you know, pretty much... Uh, rubbing your foot in it but uh listen as we all have alluded to in the past it's a marathon not a sprint um and I think you know at some points I think I don't I'm not saying it's me that's gonna do it but I think at some point mate you're gonna be overtaken. Um it's a tough one isn't it you know when you do have these easy games you win them you get, you grab the point you see yourself moving up um you know it's it's quite nice but then you know as you say the there are some hard games and some top players that you come up against the likes of those top four uh, four of the, you know Donal Ali Simon and uh, the main man Tom Stones
0: Top calibre of players in this league isn't there just you know listing those names off there really shows um, you know how competitive it's going to be in the end and Oz says he's happy with equal second there is that in that's not in this league, is it? No, because Pizza Boy's sitting there in second. Oh, well, I guess. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's equal. Like, yeah, points, equal yeah, second, third, equal second on without without goal difference yeah. or points, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, yeah, we'll pay that. We'll pay that for sure, you know, for all the inside information that you've given us, uh, for all the cancellations of games. So, if you hear anything about, you know, Brighton and how they're doing, uh, Spike, make sure you let us know a little bit of our secret information and we can share it with the community because we are very out of the loop at the minute as, uh, as just regular, you know football fans and, and FPL players. But um, boys, we'll move on to our teams from last week now. And obviously the scores weren't going to be too big this week, um, other than, you know, Reedy, who we will get on into just a little bit. But for myself, I did manage to get above the average, but unfortunately with the uh, the four-point hit that I did take, which I know Reedy's very proud of me for taking, um, just popped me below to 44 points for this game week, um, which was fairly hard done by for me, I think, because, you know, that man there on the, the left of my screen, Koufal managed to get himself a red card for, uh, you know, what was a a fairly fair tackle. I thought, at least I thought it was a a harsh red card for him. It was a little bit high, but I thought he played the ball. He wasn't too malicious. So I thought it was quite harsh for him there. And obviously he's going to be suspended for even longer now because West Ham's game has been postponed for the weekend. So I'm really not too sure what to do with him. But um, we'll we'll touch on transfers in just a little bit. Uh, Trent, obviously, with that. Eleven-point haul. Uh, if Shelby, you know, didn't score that goal, I'm sure he would have, you know, managed to get himself a 17-point haul. So it's a shame that he didn't get that in terms of FPL. But I was happy to see, you know, Newcastle go one-nil up. But Trent's just inevitable. You know, he's a premium midfielder. I think he's the the most expensive defender that uh, the game has ever seen. He's at 8.2 million these days. So that's just absolutely ridiculous. Alonso managed to get himself a, a fairly scummy clean sheet. He managed to get subbed off um, on the 64th minute. So he managed to get the clean sheet points locked in, which I was very happy with because obviously Everton did equalise late on Livermore unfortunately was booked and also conceded too so he didn't manage to get me any points this week Captain Mohamed Salah um, you know it was a fairly standard choice I think you know a lot of people might have transferred uh, Captain Trent this week, which is probably good to see, or maybe Yotta, just to go for something a little bit different. I was going to stick the vice on Trent just in case Salah didn't play, but I didn't end up doing it in the end. But um, it didn't really matter. Him and Yotta were the only two midfielders that returned for me, and then Antonio. Obviously, that wasn't much doing from him as well. And on the bench, uh, it was fairly slim pickings for me, but. Forty-four points to uh, you know keep ticking along. I didn't fall too far behind the pack. I took a, a small red arrow, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this week goes. But we'll obviously touch on that in a little bit. But Jack, we'll move on to your team now. Forty-six points for you. No hits taken. Take us through your team.
2: Yeah, obviously uh, did a bit of messed up last week, taking a few more transfer hits than what I wanted, and then going into this week made another boohoo and uh, messed up with my captain pick. So I think. Um, I don't know when we did the pod and then the next day, just busy with work, sort my team out. And I took a bit of advice from El. He went, put put your vice captain on someone else just in case from another club. Cause we were talking about the trend as uh, El just alluded to then. Um, so I was going to go uh, Bernardo and then captain Salah. So when I, when I moved my transfer, when I moved my captain or my vice captain uh, from to Bernardo, um, yeah, well, it, went, it went over, but then my captain moved to Ronaldo from Salah. So I must have pressed captain first and then vice captain, maybe. God knows. But then after that, I got distracted, totally forgot about it. So then going into the game week, went, oh my goodness, I've, uh, I've captain Ronaldo. And then Bernardo played and did absolutely nothing, came on half time and, and got me two points. So uh, I've had an absolute stinker there. Uh, and that obviously affected my points haul. Um, team obviously didn't do too good, apart from I brought Mountain uh, instead of Rashford. So, he kind of saved me there and got me those points just to uh, stay above L, which was nice. Um, and, uh, what well, Alexander-Arnold did, obviously did what he did. Uh, the Arsenal double up was nice. Um, Salah obviously got decent points as well, uh, thank goodness. So, yeah, just just above the average. Nothing to, to get excited about, but I've, I've made a mistake there and uh, I've paid for it with quite a few points there and fallen a bit behind Reedy, which hurts me more than one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, it happens to us, you know, at least once a season or so, you know, we make some sort of muck up like that. So, you know, I was saying to you before we went on air that, you know, the vice on Bernardo was a, a very good pick. And, you know, we couldn't believe that with seven goals from City, Jack, he didn't manage to get chimed in with at least one of them. Even for the time he was on the pitch, he didn't even manage oh to... What, you know, get any, about... anything.
2: Yeah, absolutely screwing with that. I couldn't, like, to be looking at that score check, kind of checked in half asleep when I was watching a bit of the game. I was like, what? 7 nil? I'm like, oh... You know, what was it? 4 0 3 or 4 0 at half time. Checked it. I was like, Bernardo. Oh, he's gone off. Oh, and he has not contributed anything. It was, um, I think, I think he's letting players around him step up now. Now, obviously, he's doing so well. All the other players have stepped up, and De Bruyne coming back in, stepped up big time, delivered. Um, so, yeah, infuriating. Just one of them things, in it? It's good old FPL um, hitting it like striking. So, but like I said, made a mistake on that and paid for a few points there. I you know, missed out on eight, eight points with Salah.
0: Yeah, you obviously got the, the clean sheet from Diaz as well there. Um, so I'm sure you were fairly happy with that. But Reedy, 71 points for you this week, but you did take a minus eight. And I'm fairly certain that on the podcast last week, you said you would be taking no more than a minus four. And me and Jack said you'd be taking a minus eight. 100% he did. Things <laughs> change,
1: boys. Come on. <laughs> we're living in 2021, eh? Come on, we've got COVID, we've got games being postponed every week, people getting ill or players getting ill, I should say. You know, listen, it's a fancy Premier League. If You know, if we all did what we said, it'd be no fun, would it? Come on, Jack said he's never going to take hits or anything. He took a minus 12 the other week. Never ta- I never said that. Yeah, yeah. Clear, right. I never listen, take listen. hits. Listen, you're, you're making, just, you know, you're making stuff up. into me you're about you're taking oh, hits. But... You know, Elliot as well, Mr Rollover's changed his tune these days. <laughs> Um it happens and all right, yeah, fair enough. You've got me on that one. I did say I did obviously say that. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and I decided I, <laughs> I decided, no, you know, listen, I'm gonna go against it. And uh, I did change my mind. You know what though? Even though I said that it worked out it worked out well, it paid off. Um, you know, the three transfers that I brought in, Kevin Turney, uh Mason Mount and Ollie Watkins. So I think he got me a combined total of, uh, twenty six points. Uh, so of course the twenty plus twenty two there on, on on me. No, sorry, uh, plus eighteen on me minus eight. I should say, get my maths right. But um, yeah, so the hitman's still here. <laughs> he never went away, did he? Um, so yeah, Gaeta still basically uh, didn't didn't play. Something out, of hurt his finger in the car door or whatever he did. I don't really know. But he was sat in the <laughs> Crystal Palace. Bench, for some reason, uh, picking his nose while Jack Butland was in between the sticks. Um, and then you had Kevin Turney, clean sheet for Arsenal for me. Got a little cheeky bonus point to help with that. Trent, as we know, little 11 for us there. Very nice. Uh, James, wow. Now, I know you guys aren't James owners, um, but for me, I brought this guy in, uh, like a few FBL managers I kind of did, uh, after his haul, thinking, right, he's going to continue that run. Um, and it didn't happen. He had a few few zeros over the last few weeks, I think. So it's nice to see him basically get that assist um, against Everton, albeit that they didn't actually keep that clean sheet, which would have been even sweeter. Um, but he got his assist, he got his bonus points as well, which was good. Livermanto, you know, what can we say about that one, he was an absolute gem at the beginning of the season, Uh, so cheap fancy managers were raving about him and uh, over the last few weeks Southampton's heads have fell off a little bit so yeah, as we know, conceded two and got a a naughty little yellow there, Uh, Gallagher, nothing from him this this game week Salah stuck the captain on him went with the crowd, I think it was about 5 million managers that the captain did so he got his goal, Uh, everyone was probably expecting more than that but it is what it is. Uh, Jota with his goal, Mount with his goal, and Bernardo. We know about Bernardo as Jack's just uh, mentioned there, the man who's expected to to probably get on a, on any of a, a game or day or whatever in a score like that for City. You expect him to get double digit, and um, but you know, of course, injury or potential injury scare was the reason he got brought off. So one point for him for me team, and uh, and then Ollie, Ollie Watkins brought him in. And um, he delivered against Norwich with an assist and a goal, which was which was absolutely brilliant, really, because um, strikers at the moment, it's gone back to being, with the games being called off anyway, to being literally a handful to pick from. So Ollie Watkins, uh, it was nice to see him do that for me. So, yeah, boys, I'm happy with that, albeit it was a minus eight. I had Brozier on my bench. He got me. He got 12 points, of course. He would, he would have took the impact of the hit. So I'm put him first instead of deliverer I'd have, been, uh, I'd have been laughing laughing uh, about that, but it wasn't to be. So, 71, technically uh, 63. We go again.
0: Yeah, and I just want to ask you about the one, Reedy, because I, I made a similar mistake the other week where I put Rafinha as uh, second on my bench over, I think it was, uh, ended up being Livramento as well. You know, did you sort of favour the, the defender in this sense? or did, Were you not sure if Brozier was going to get the start or what was the sort of thought process behind, you know, putting him before Brozier?
1: It was exactly that Ellen, in regards to the start. Um, we've had an inju- a bit of injury news lately and we are kind of on a daily basis. Uh, we're all thinking who's got COVID now or, you know, um, what, what are the press conferences or updates going to say? And there was a um, an orange like 75% or something over Brogier. And Liver, I think he had a gash in his leg or something along them lines. So you did expect him to play. So that's why I put him first, because I thought he was going to get minutes. Now, even if he did get minutes, and even if he got me like one point, two points, whatever it was, I was thinking that'd be that'd be good enough. So it was really a, a tricky one. That's why I, I kind of played it safe. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't work out for me. But lesson learned, I suppose, I think. I don't know. How do you boys see it? Do you think that if you've got a striker, it's best to have him as your first choice? And you, because because if a clean sheet goes, a clean that's it. You've lost the points. What what's your thoughts on it?
0: It's a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I, obviously, when I made the mistake, Rafinha had Chelsea. So I just thought, you know, Leeds would show up at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea would roll over them. So maybe it was a little bit naive of me, because obviously Rafinha's on penalties and that sort of stuff. So you never really know. But, you know, maybe it's sort of time to, you know, favour the attacker a little bit, because as you say, it just takes one goal, and your defenders probably aren't going to have too much of an opportunity to get your points. Whereas the attackers, you know, they've got pretty much ninety minutes to to show what they can do, don't they? So that's sort of my piece on it, Jack. I don't know what you sort of think.
2: I think um, defensive assets, unless they're from one of the top teams, you're like um, you're on on your bench. I, I want I'd I'll, I'll be putting attackers first. I think. Just pure because if you don't think they're started, they got a tough fixture. You just never know what might happen, Um especially some of these guys coming out, of, coming into form randomly, and appearing off the bench and scoring. Um I think from defensive one, you know, I, I won't be putting yeah, I won't put them first. Like Liver for example, you know they're probably going to concede at the moment. So if he's going to be your first one, you're probably going to put him down the pecking order and put an attack up there for sure. I can a bit like you maybe should have L in, in, in respect to yours. So yeah, I go unless they're in the top four, and I don't know why they'd be on the bench if, that, if you, unless you've got a really good selection, um, you know, unless you've got you know a few to choose from. Like Chelsea are conceding, but if you've got a Chelsea. I said all like they've been looking for
1: attacking returns, aren't they, from defensive points of view? But yeah, and I, th- and that. I think that's a good point though, Jack. That I, on, under usual circumstances I would have done it, but I think because of how the aims are and how things are at the moment, postponements and injuries and things like that, it did make me throw caution to it. Uh, and I th- but I think under normal circumstances, um, you know, he, he probably would have been first in line in, in that respect. I mean, Dennis wouldn't have been on the bench for one. He'd have probably he'd have been on the pitch. So, and I then probably had Brogier, um as then my first pick. So, I agree with you, mate, 100%. That, that's probably the way to look at it. But um, there's no looking back now. I've lost the 12. There's not much I can do about it. It's just lessons learned. And I'm sure moving forward, I won't make that mistake again.
2: You did all right, mate. You got a decent score. I think mean, you, you copied the Mount well, one up from me as well, so I'll do that as well, mate. Don't worry. I did, mate. I
0: loved it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I did want to ask you just quickly, Reedy, as well, because obviously that, that Watford game um, against Burnley was postponed after the deadline. So we spoke a lot last week about, you know, maybe a, a chip or a sub or anything. Do you feel hard done by with that? Because I feel like you probably should, because I'd be kicking myself if if that was me, because if you'd known that Dennis wasn't going to play, Brosia or Livermento are going to be the ones that are on your pitch anyway. So, do you feel a little bit hard done by there? Because I certainly would.
1: Um, not 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 hard done by, so to speak. Um, oh, hard done by because, is the fans. Yeah, hell. that's it. That exactly that, Jack. Exactly that. And I think that you know, from an FPL point of view, if these. It, I knew or I expected that these games could get called called off after the deadline. I mean, you had a lot of, sort of social media sort of murmurs, people saying that once the deadline hits, the game's definitely going ahead. It's certainly not the case. Um, it can, it literally can be, be called off, you know, within the hour or something. And, um, you know, so I would say more the fans. If if the Premier League can give the fans as much noise as possible, especially coming from somewhere like Watford all the way to Burnley, it's so inconvenient, do you know what I mean? Um the travel, the, the money, the spending. So that's it really. If 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 these games are getting called off after the odd FPL deadline, there's not much we can kind of do. And this is the whole point now about this bench fodder, uh, you know, and having all having a 15 man squad, and that's uh very much the case at the moment. You do try it, you do kind of need that if you can. Just just on, on on that topic of it, rather than chip wise, is the easy
2: fix just to be like the UEFA app where you can dead, like wrap right up until the deadline? Like, so what's the UEFA one? It's right up until kickoff, right? or is it now? Yeah. Or right yeah. until kick off, right?
1: Yeah, but I think I think last week we talked about or the, on the last pod we talked about something. I you know when I was saying that um, fancy Premier League could do something else, they should have had a contingency plan. What I kind of maybe didn't touch upon is that the logistics of the game. Now, we all played a game. We don't know the insides and outs of the game. We don't know how it's made and this, that and the other. We know that previously, I think it was last year, game week 30, they give us unlimited transfers. So something can be done, but we just don't know what kind of tweaks can, can and can't be made. I think the deadline of right up until the game, Jack... Would that be possible? Would they maybe introduce that? Would the would that then take it's, away the integrity of the game?
2: You don't have to think about that. It's you <sighs> can just throw throw, ide- throw ideas. Wise, but if if one one app's doing it and another one can't, you question why you can't.
1: It's it's almost the integrity of the game in a sense that they like to have it. It it's the way they make them, but the games. You get what I mean. So if they kind of start throwing in similar things or copying other things, like with the, with the um, UEFA one or whatever it kind of takes away that model of their own game. So I think it's a good suggestion. I think it's great. And it'd probably probably favour fancy managers, but I just don't know if they'd do it, mate. I really just don't, don't know if they'd do it. But yeah, who knows? They might yeah, do it I'll next season, this. mate. And then you'll be like, listen, I told you.
0: Yep, sure. sign them up. Uh, you know, FBI headquarters, wherever you are. Uh, Get Jack in Go on. <laughs> Get him in your team for these uh, these contingency plans for all the COVID crisis that we're having. But they are obviously our returns for game week seventeen. So now, boys, there's a fair bit to discuss in terms of the games that have been postponed. So we'll get into it right now before we touch on our transfers and our captain picks. Uh, so there's just a little bit of a, a backstory for our decisions and everything, if you will. The postponed games that we know of so far as of um, obviously Saturday night here in uh, in Australia and Saturday morning there in the UK. Um, we've got Man United, Brighton, Southampton, Brentford. Watford, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Norwich and Everton, Leicester. So that is half the games. That's five fixtures out of the 10 that would usually be played, that um, have obviously been postponed as of now. But there's also little murmurs, really. Um, You know, Liverpool have got a couple of positive COVID cases as well, don't they? So we're not too sure um, what's going to happen with that one. Obviously, the likes of Van Dijk missed out on all those sorts of players. So that could be up to six or seven games that are postponed this week. So there isn't going to be all that much. If you've tripled up on teams like myself, I have a triple up on West Ham, um, solely got them in for that Norwich fixture and now they're not playing. So it's a little bit rubbish, but you know, you've got to keep going with it. It's what happens. And, um, you just got to end up dealing with it. But, you know, it's similar to last week, but Reedy, really, you know, sort of how do we handle this, you know, to be play the free hit? I've seen people saying they want to play their free hit for this week, you know, for the five fixtures that are going ahead just so they can make their transfers up until the deadline, just in case anything changes. And obviously, so they can field a full 11, 15 man squad, whatever you want to call it. Um, so what do you think that the sort of the way to go is for this week, Reedy? Really?
1: I think I think you got to you've got to play your own game in a sense, and what fires you've got in your team. Um, you know, if you can start a full eleven, great. That's ideally what you want. And um, if you can go beyond that, you know, you can get a, a you know twelve men that are going to be playing thirteen. And you know, if you're lucky or fortunate enough to kind of have the full fifteen, then that that's amazing. But um, that all then you you kind of have to plan short term because as we've just just mentioned previously, after the deadline anything can happen. So, you know, um, you could have a bench where they're all playing, two games get cancelled, and the next thing you know, you only got one guy left on your bench, So, or even in your team. So, yeah, then, these games being postponed, I think, you know, on the list, we got Man United-Brighton, Southampton-Brentford, Watford-Palace, uh, West Ham-Norwich and Everton-Leicester uh, at the moments that were due to play this weekend. So, playing things like chips, you know, free hits, if it works for you, because, you know, you can get a big score from it. You can benefit from it. It's just that uh, that sort of traditional saying of three hits or any chips are best safe for double game weeks, uh, triple game weeks. Which, as we anticipate, that is that is definitely going to happen this season. Um, but you know what? Each to their own. If a fancy manager wants the player's chip or her chip, uh, go for it because you're only going to benefit from it. To be honest with you, with a handful of players and a handful of games. You know, you are going to score because the the, you know these these um these games you you can pick up to three players in each one. So anyway, yeah, I won't go round in circles too much, Jack. About this, any uh, any thoughts on you on you from you on this one, mate? What was the question? (laughs) He's forgotten. What was the question? Come on, son! Come on! He's still—I tell you what—he's still thinking about that Bernardo Silva, vice captain. Um, <laughs> that wonder, uh, isn't uh, it? I, I,
2: I just totally forgot what you were. You know, what you
1: were we were talking. We were. We were basically speaking about Elwyn we, about um, games. We postponed, you? games left and any chips that kind of managers had and things like that. Chips,
2: right chips, wise. I'm just thinking back to last season. Do you remember? I think I, I think I played a free hit because it was. Um, it was. Uh, I think it was only like three or four fixtures on. Or I think Spurs, Spurs played.
0: Brighton in that week, I yeah, think. Played, played Fulham or
2: something. Yeah, it was like twenty game week, twenty nine or nineteen or something like that, um, or maybe twenty seven. But I think that when that happened last year, I played mine. I got all excited, and it was it didn't work out. I didn't. I think get a good score. I'm just thinking it's quite a similar scenario right now, isn't it? And it's kind of that everyone. You know, understand why people are thinking it, but for me, I. Th- Still waiting for that double game week. I think for for um, a free hit, I, I won't be playing now. If you can get that minimum out, like Reedy probably mentioned when he was going around in circles, then is uh, yeah, play it. Yeah, if you've got enough to get it out, then keep it as it is.
0: Yeah, I fully agree with what you said there, Jack. I've just brought up on screen here. These are just the fixtures so far that are going to be postponed. So you can see in there, there's going to be a couple of double game weeks. Brighton have got three fixtures in there um, that need to be rescheduled. And obviously, they're not the most dominant side in the world, but they're obviously probably maybe even going to have a triple game week out there at some point. But they're they're definitely going to have three double game weeks at some stage this season. So there's definitely going to be better opportunities to, to play your free hit. Um, than this, I think. And obviously, as OzSpike's just said there, the danger of the free hit is that games can still be postponed. And with the free hit, you can't make transfers past the deadline anyway. So I think it probably is best this week just to leave it, just to wait, Um, You know, maybe take that red arrow this week um, that you might take because you don't have too many people playing, which, you know, everyone's in the same boat at the end of the day, aren't they? You know, the, the five fixtures aren't being played for everyone. So it's not like you're singled out and, you know, you're different. And obviously people will have more players from certain teams than others. But I think if you can sort of just ride the wave this week, maybe make two free transfers if you can take a four point hit if you really want to um if you think you know it's an attacker that you're getting in that's probably going to get you uh, a fair few points but for me this week i think it's definitely best to just wait hold your free hit and as you can see on screen there there are so many games that are ready um to be rescheduled and you know triple lampsy game week as ob spikes just called it there maybe we'll have to uh you know have to have to talk about Tariq Lamptey when Brighton have got their triple game week uh, if they do end up having one. But I think it definitely is best um, just to wait for this season.
2: Just just going to jump in as well, little. I'm just thinking maybe a, a valid point for some people wanting to play a free hit because of their mini leagues. So obviously we're, we're playing, I suppose, in talking about our overall really in terms of our performance in there and trying to improve that. But in terms of if you've got like a, you know, you're in a mini league and you're trying to get that manager of the week, for example, you know, and you're it's a you know it's worth it, or you're ch- you chasing the manager of the month. You want it, you know, a couple more game weeks to play. I think it's game week 20 manager of the month finishes. But if you're chasing that and you what you're looking for glory, your free hit might be a good opportunity, you know. Yeah, to, to just like uh, just ball, like the podcast
1: league where Jack's chasing me. So you know, <laughs> if you uh if you want to do anything like that, then yeah, Jack's advice is pretty yeah, pretty good there, mate. Yeah, yeah
2: I would there's, there's probably not back, now, right. is a big thing, mate. Come on.
0: There's probably no doubt that someone that plays their free hit um, in our paid league, this if someone does end up playing it, probably is going to be fairly high up there in contention for that manager of the week. And fair play, you know, if you want your, your best chance at winning that, that $20, it's probably um, a, a nice tactical play that you can make there. But, you know, for the long game, uh, for me, I would definitely be holding it. And uh, I was, as I said, waiting for those uh, those double or triple game weeks. Uh, Oz Spike says he's only got seven players this game week with one free transfer. So I'm interested to know uh, the people that are here watching along live. If you can let us know how many you've got this week, uh, how many players you've got playing and how many free transfers you do have, I'd be very intrigued um, just yeah. to find out. Because myself, I've got five boys and I've got uh, one free transfer to make so I'm uh, a little bit worse off than Oz there but there's probably people that are going to be you know a lot better off than me but Reedy how many do you reckon you've got playing this week?
1: Oh nine it is for me uh this week so far hell and uh I'm I re- really do feel for you in regards to you know having five it's just what can you do um but you know the likes of the guru as well he's uh in his wedding suit at the um in a Melbourne game, Melbourne game apparently isn't he And uh uh, you know suit and tie but um he's got about seven as well i think i had a look at his team and you just literally you just got to put in i i i'd say don't panic you know for one don't panic don't worry you know these double game weeks like you've just said there these all, all these games are going to get played later on in the season so just look short term bring in who you think will get you know sort of your points use your free transfers and all the rest of it um, and and that's all you can really do well there's not much more you know
0: yeah, and obviously, Michael Richardson's just said, uh, would you rather play with nine players this week or 10 players with a minus four hit? And this comment here is a little bit close to home for me because I'm considering taking a, a four point hit and making two transfers just so I can field seven, which still obviously isn't, you know, the most ideal situation. But I think obviously for this game week, as many players as you can get on the pitch, if you think that, you know, that player that you are taking that hit for is going to manage to get that four points just to break even, if you think he can do better than that. Brilliant, I would I would definitely be playing your hit because I think obviously just by common sense, ten players is better than nine. But I think it's a very fair question that you do make because there's always that risk of you know, if the game if you transfer someone in and their game gets postponed after deadline, then you're left with a minus four and uh the same amount yeah. of players that you would be on anyway. So it's a last prime
1: prime example is price rises last night. I was gonna make two transfers last night. I was there on the button, like, as in like, you know, a transferred who I want thinking, yes, right. Okay. This makes me, me 11. Should I do it? And I was literally like, no, you know what? We you know, wait as late as possible at this, at this stage, how things are at the minute, wait as late as possible. See if we can find any news out social media wise, you know, a player could all of a sudden today have COVID and they're out the squad. That's it. You know what I mean? So, You have got to play it late. Uh, It is difficult when you want to make them transfers and you want to get them players in before maybe a price rise. But I think at this point, if you have got cash in the bank and you work it out that even if the players do get a price rise, you can still make the move, definitely delay it and wait.
0: I think that's spot on advice there from you, Reedy. Um, Nemanja Vidic is in the comments, apparently. I'm fairly certain that's not the actual Nemanja Vidic, unless he is an avid FPL player. Um, in his uh, you know, retirement days, but he says uh, he's heard rumors that Salah has COVID. Any insight on this? And that'll probably be the final nail in the coffin, uh, for my FPL week if Salah does have COVID. Reedy is the, the UK correspondent and uh, a Liverpool fan yourself. Have you heard anything, you know, reliable on this? I
1: have, yes. Yeah. So, there's two things Jordan Henderson. Apparently he does have COVID. Mo Salah apparently doesn't have COVID. Uh he come back negative with the test. So
2: is this is, this, is your is your guy the postman
1: that goes around to Trent's house? He <laughs> he Yeah, yeah. No, unfortunately, I've not spoken to me. Uh t- to my mate who um who, who delivers the post it, mate. He needs to get on to it. yeah, to high high it, high it, so yeah. yeah definitely. But Unfortunately, nothing concrete at the moment. We have got to wait a little bit later till you know any news comes out. It's currently nearly ten o'clock here. So, you know, usually you you kind of do normally see something, but the game's not till three o'clock. And then we've got the games tomorrow as well. So personally, I, I think we might not see anything today in regards to that, you know, as you mentioned in Salah and stuff like that. I think if it's gonna happen, it's gonna probably happen tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, even if Salah did have COVID, it probably wouldn't affect that Newcastle or Man City game because, you know, the Leeds players didn't get anywhere near Man City, so if they've not got COVID, they'll be fine, and the Newcastle players were pretty much always 1.5 metres away from Mo Salah anyway, so there's absolutely no risk of uh, catching any sort of COVID there, so um, I think, you know, that that sort of alleviated a little bit of stress for me there, Reedy, as soon as you said you'd heard something on it, I thought you were going to say Salah does have COVID, and I, I was a little bit scared for a moment there, but um, in terms of the, the players that are most transferred in this week just to give everyone sort of a perspective on the moves that people are making. We've got the top five. So Oli Watkins, uh, probably by no surprise, is the most transferred in this week. He's probably the the budget striker that's going to be playing fixtures um, this week. So that's probably explains why he is so transferred in. Phil Foden, uh, he's a cheap sort of Man City midfielder, isn't he? He's not too cheap these days, but he's probably going to be guaranteed minutes against Newcastle as he's come back. Uh, Smith Rowe is a very cheap midfielder, still just sitting at six million. And he's one that I've got my eyes on for this week. They've got leads, I think Arsenal do, so it's probably going to be a fairly open game. And, you know, he's definitely, uh, you know, possibly going to get a return there. So it'll be an interesting one to see. And then your boy, Mason Mount, Reedy and Jack uh, is, is the fourth most transferred in. And Lacazette is the other one. And I think that Lacazette choice is just there purely because he's one of the strikers who's not going to break the bank that is playing fixtures as well. Obviously Watkins is probably the better option than Lacazette. He's probably, uh, you know, not doing too too well for himself these days, Lacazette. But he did score the other week, so you never know. But I think um, out of those two, I'll be going with Watkins. Are you sort of surprised by any of the players that are being transferred in there, though, Jack?
2: No, I, th- I think they're they're probably about right. Given given the teams that are left remaining, uh, the choice. That, I mean, even Lacazette, he's he's obviously done okay right last couple of games, but still not convinced by, you know, the Arsenal midfielder carrying, carrying that team and the defence have been doing great. um So, I mean, yeah, I'm still not a fan of Arsenal. You know, Mason Mount, I think it's a great decision in, in, in to have him. I'm sorry, and Watkins uh, for Villa. I think he's the one. I mean, Danny Ings is he's available and he's playing. I've in my draft, but probably, he's probably still not, you know, up to speed and where he should be at. um So, yeah, I think they're good ones. I mean, I'm, I'm playing with... You know, the idea of taking Ronaldo out and bringing Watkins in so then I can field a full 11. Uh, this week I'm in a bit more of a better position uh, than yourself, Elle. Um I've got one free transfer, so I don't have to take a hit either. So oh, out of the two, I'd be looking at Watkins out of them um, for sure.
0: Yeah I think that's a fairly good point that you make. We've got another comment. Uh would you take a hit for Mount Mount or Smith Rowe? I think that's a very very good question because Smith Rowe would be the player that I do take the minus 4 for this week because I'm fairly certain um that I am going to be making a different transfer. So I think for this week Um, I think Smith-Rowe is probably one that you can have in your team for long term as well and Mount as well, because they're fairly, um, you know, they can pop up with points in any sort of game, those two players. So I think this week it probably is worth um, taking the minus four for them, just because I think they've got a fairly high ceiling uh, to, to get you back that negative four that you would be taking. But really, what do you sort of make of that one?
1: I think uh, I think it's a great question. Uh, you, you have got a slightly favour Smith Rowe just because of Chelsea's fixtures a little bit difficult. Wolves at times, and um, the defence has been really solid. Um, so you know it's a difficult fixture, of course, with Chelsea, for, for Chelsea especially with their defence and how um, untidy that's been recently. So the Smith Rowe one, not a bad pick. Uh, cheaper asset, uh, long term as you say, you can kind of keep them in been involved in the goals lately. So, uh, so yeah,
0: I'd go with that one. Yeah, I think Smith Rowe is going to be the player that I get in this week as well. And Ospite Spike makes a really good point there. He says, Watkins is in the first game, the only game so far that's guaranteed to go ahead. So that pretty much gives me a, a big green tick to uh, to make the move for Ollie Watkins and definitely uh, reaffirms why he is the most transferred in player for this week. Um, so I'm sure we'll see a lot of people uh, making a move even now for Ollie Watkins as well, including myself. But um, so that, that's a nice segue into the transfers that we'll be making, lads. So I think we can touch on them now. For me, I think I'm going to go from Mikel Antonio to Ollie Watkins and then Connor Gallagher uh, to Smith-Rowe, which is disappointing because I've just got Gallagher and Antonio in, but I really do need players that are going to play this week. And I think Antonio and Smith-Rowe uh, for the long term are going to do just as well as Gallagher and Antonio. I think maybe even better. Um, than those two. So I think they're going to be my two transfers for me. But Ospike's just made another fairly good point where it says Saka more nailed on the Smith Row and only 0.2 more. But unfortunately, that's not going to change my plans because I won't have enough for that. I've only got 0.1 spare uh, when I make those two transfers. So it is going to be Smith Rowe for me um, over Bakaya Saka. But that's a very good point that you raise. And for anyone that's got, you know, a little bit of spare cash available, I'd definitely be considering going with Saka uh, over Smith Row there. But Jack, what are your moves for the week?
2: So, um, I'm currently looking at Ronaldo downgrading to Watkins, uh, obviously just because of the fixture base, fixtures going ahead. Um, and then I would be tempted, if, if we do hear anything about Liverpool, obviously then I'll, I'll be making some moves then because I'll get I'll ship Henderson out if he has got COVID. If really source is correct and reliable, uh, we'll see. Uh, but I will wait for official confirmation there. Um <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll go from that. We'll go from that, and then I'll make a move. Maybe last night. I don't mind taking the minus four um, to bring in another asset who's more nailed. Smith Rowe would be a great one. Just um, I've, I've got like, plenty of cash in there, so especially after you know shipping Ronaldo out. So yeah, just pivoting and uh, adapting to whatever kind of scenarios come up and what news we hear from the official ones. I mean, I was gutted to get rid of some uh, the other week, and I was trying to look to see if Tottenham, obviously it's Tottenham Liverpool, but. You know, I feel like there will be goals in there from both ends. Um, so, you know, maybe even, a, a, you know, I don't think many people are going for Spurs assets, so it could be, be a little cheeky option in there to do it. But just as a bit of a, a wild, no, a differential, sorry. So, yeah, I'll keep my eye on the news, but Watkins for Ronaldo for now, I think that's definitely going to be my transfer.
0: That's a fairly astute transfer to be making as well. Uh, just before I ask you, Reedy, we've got a question, and I'll go to you, Jack. Mo Sherry says both his goalkeepers are out. Should he bring Martinez in on his free transfer?
2: Um, I think it also then depends on what the rest of his team looks like. Uh, you know, if he's got a full eleven, uh, well, well, another ten, sorry, without the goalkeeper, uh, can you upgrade elsewhere? Or you know, if you are short elsewhere, then obviously you need to be bringing that free transfer in to to um, sort out your team. But Listen, I'm not a big fan of changing goalkeepers. I'd rather spend my money rather spend that elsewhere. Upgrade players or save it for another week. Like obviously next week at Boxing Day, I think there's going to be you know, if you've got two free transfers in, in in the bank there, and you can make some moves, save it for that and, and go without changing your goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a very good point that you make there as well, Jack. I'll be going goalkeeperless this week, um, so. Fingers crossed it's not an actual 11 v 11 because it'd be fairly easy for my opposition and any sort of thing to score, but I'll be going without a goalkeeper because Sanchez and Foster are both out. But Reedy, your transfers for the week, you're going to say you're not going to be taking any hits. We all know. We'll get on the uh, podcast I'll, next we week. We've got
2: to do these transfers for him.
1: All right, <laughs> let's so make, it, make round and round in circles. he can mention every name. Honestly, he loves it, Jack, doesn't he? He loves the wind-ups and the banter and all the rest of it, but you know, he's still behind me in the league. You got to back it up, I mean. You know, mate. So, uh, yeah, transfers, transfers. Uh, two this week for me, more than likely. So, I'm the minus four. I am looking at bringing Ramsdale in. Proper boring that one. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but unfortunately, I've got Guaieto who's not playing, and I've got. Like can save them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. i have got a, yeah, I've got uh, a, yeah, uh, Foster who's injured as well. So that's the one. Yeah. Rams there loves a camera save. So thinking of him. And then the next one is a city midfielder for Gallagher. Gallagher out. Um <laughs> I was just reading how Spike's comment there. Brilliant. Uh look good in a skirt, wouldn't I? Not uh, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, Gallagher out, even though I could hold him because people are saying, you know, he's worth holding, things like that. I just think I'm looking at week to week fixtures at the moment. And it's it's gotta be the well, you know what? Gundogan's taking me fancy. What do you think of that one, boys? You reckon he's likely to play or
0: Guru would love that one Guru would love that one last season we we all remember his uh, his man crush that he had on ilkar gundawan for uh you know all thirty eight game weeks last season um I think that's a it's a fairly good pick. He hasn't really you know hit the heights of of last season so far. Um, this season. But I think, you know, he's always one that can just pop up with that random massive haul and, you know, probably fancy him against Newcastle. He could be on penalties. We're not too sure, you know, who that sort of nailed on penalty taker is for Man City. But if he's on the pitch, he's definitely in contention for that. So I personally think that's a, it's a good transfer, maybe just for, a you know, the sort of one week thing where you see if it pays off and, you know, maybe he's well, going to start three, I've,
1: I've got 3 million in the bank. I've got 3 million there. Um, You know, I don't know, you know. I don't know if that's worth just keeping hold of, but for me personally, I want to attack it as you know, with these short amount of games or less, less games, so to speak. You know, I'm going to end up with three Liverpool players, three City players, two Chelsea, two Arsenal. So if any of them games get called off, I am up S Creek without a paddle, basically.
2: And that's just the risk, isn't it? You know, that everyone's in, everyone's, you know, you go big on. You triple ups or you double ups. Um you go with the form, you go with the players. But this is what COVID brings in it. The um you know throws it throws it in there for everyone then to deal with all those managers. So I think like going back to the Gundogan one, I think he's a great pick. Obviously comes on 45 minutes for Bernardo, gets two assists, just did it the wrong way around, didn't they? You know, Gundogan got the two assists, and it should have been Bernardo. Um, so just the wrong way around the other day. But I think you know, we saw what he did last year. Things are, you know, pretty shrewd picking there, mate. Four point five percent ownership, um, you know, looking good. You know, seven point three is still a bit obviously on the pricey end, just because of his mm. form last year. So he's quite an expensive asset, sort of thing. But is he worth it? Yeah. Of course well, did, do you think? Do you think
1: that? And... Would you think that it's worth ignoring the goalkeeper one this week and actually just thinking, you know what? I'm not bothered about the goalkeeper points. I'd rather just take two players out uh, of me of me sort of main team. Ie Livermore and Gallagher, and then I've got potentially I've, I've got a sub sub to come on in case um, I don't know the Villa game gets called off or something like that. I don't know because that's the one at the moment that the Villa game is the one that's likely to go ahead because it is today. Um, but I'm just thinking, is the goalkeeper transfer that we had that question there from Mo Cherry? Is a goalkeeper transfer worth actually making or not? Only only if it's in long term. Like why was why did Guaita not play? No, so finger, yeah.
2: Yeah, so he's he's gonna be back in, isn't he? He's gonna be back in in a week, within the week. So if not,
1: we're gonna take Foster out for for Ramsdale. So I had two keepers then for moving forward. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd be tempted to.
2: i will be tempted to leave it and upgrade elsewhere. And young, but you're the hitman, mate. So don't I know <laughs> we need them. I mean, need to take them. So you know, if you want yeah, to, fair enough. Cheers, boys. It,
0: yeah, and Ospire makes a, a very good point there as well. He says we'd only take hits for players from today's games, and that's probably what I'm going to be doing. Uh, obviously, with you know the the Aston Villa game and the Arsenal game today, I think they'll definitely be uh, my two transfers for the week. In terms of captaincy then, lads, uh, we've got a couple of minutes to wrap up here. In terms of captaincy, for me, it is going to be Mohamed Salah. I will stick the vice-captain on either Smithrow or Watkins because of today's games, because of today's fixtures. Um, But Mohamed Salah against the Spurs that haven't played football for two weeks now, I think they're going to be unfit. Liverpool are going to punish him. I can feel it. Um, If that game does end up going ahead, which, you know, we can all keep our fingers crossed that it does. I think Liverpool are really, really going to have a field day against a, a fairly tired and lethargic Spurs side. I think personally, Jack, what's your thoughts on your captaincy for this week?
2: Well, what I'm going to do this week is double check, triple check that I've put a captain's armband on a on player that is playing. Um, so definitely going to put it on Salah, obviously. Um, yeah, like I said, they've got every chance. I, I do think Spurs are capable of scoring uh, still, but you know by that man Sonny. Um, but depending if he plays or not, so I still I don't know what the team news is, is looking like for Spurs. But yeah, Liverpool could absolutely smash him and you know they've got it in them to do, haven't they? So. They've got their own form. salary is just week by week, game game by game, smashing it. So there's every chance they're going to kill it. And Trent will probably bag a Screamer as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just before I ask you, Reedy, we've got a fair few people in here. So if you haven't already, make sure you are dropping a like on the uh, the podcast and uh, obviously subscribe. And if you haven't already, uh, there will be a lot of content produced uh, in the upcoming weeks as, uh, you know, the game weeks get more and more and yeah, the other fixtures and the COVID news uh, requires more attention from us. And uh, obviously we'll be here to, to analyse it all and to preview and review all things FPL and Premier League as well. But Reedy, in terms of your captaincy for this week, who are you going with?
1: I'm going to go away from Mo Salah this week, uh, actually. Um, not because I'm going to forget to do it. Um, I am just going to basically uh, stick it on a City asset. I think they're on fire at the moment. There's no stopping them. You look at you look at that, um, that game against Leeds, it just shows that, unfortunately, that was coming. Leeds with depleted injuries and all the rest of it, and City were going to spank someone at some point. Uh, I think they're going to potentially do that to Newcastle again as well. Uh, so a City player is the, is the way I'm sort of going. Uh, it could be Cancelo, or it could be even Gundogan that I bring in. Um, I just don't know what to expect with that, that Spurs game. As the guys are saying we could smash them, uh, or you know they could come back. Conte could have a plan for that game, and you never know. You know, Salah might not even do, you know get on the on the assist or score sheet. Shout out to uh, to Ali there as well, Pizza Boy. Uh, Main man, so, yeah, good to have him on. And in terms of vice captain for me, boys, to wrap that up, uh, it's probably going to be, I will go for, uh, where's he gone? Where's he gone? Watkins, Watkins for me. He's the vice because of that first game that's being played. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people will uh, will be doing fairly similar to you there, Reedy. But um, that does wrap up the podcast for us just today, boys. Be- oh, sorry, just before we do wrap up, I'm out of the cup now. So uh, me and Reedy, I'm joining you with the, uh, the out-of-the-cup trophy that we've got there. Jack, did you manage to progress this week?
1: Oh,
2: he's still in the cup! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so,
1: yeah, it's a you know, it's nothing, cup, anyway. I can't believe it. I'm
2: still in the cup. Uh, I got it, yeah. obviously, I got 46 points so far, guaranteed. I'm out, and the uh, 44 the guy got.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Timpot
2: trophy Cup run is on lads
1: yeah don't brilliant matter. mate brilliant just as well just before we go anywhere I just want to read uh, Ali's comment now out there anyone got two free transfer- transfers and a potato of a team <laughs> <laughs> so that know, might refer to know, you yeah. on that one Al, there mate yeah you. yeah so, yeah, but well done Jack another another round for you in the cup mate uh, is, is coming mm, and that means a lot the for us, uh, us boys who've uh, sadly been knocked out <laughs> So it's all right you know as, as you
0: say really Pot Trophy, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, A massive thank you to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, obviously, as we always say. Make sure you're checking out the details in the caption below on how to take advantage of bookie promotions. Uh, It's free to set up, and you can also receive 25% off your first premium month with our discount code. But I thank you very much all for watching. Um, Take this game week with a pinch of salt. I tweeted out last week saying that, you know, with all the games postponed, just take it how it is. It's the game at the minute, and everyone's in the same boat. So if you have a great week, brilliant. If you don't have a great week, it's, it's just how it is. You just got to, you know, keep going forward. And, you know, as we always say, it is a marathon and not a sprint. So best of luck to you all. Hope all your FPL dreams can come true in game week 18. Let's hope that not any more fixtures get postponed. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now.